Hey everybody, it's Eduardo Jackson, creator, CEO, founder of the Cinema Draft Game. Talking to you from the road. We are in Los Angeles, California, <clears throat> out here on some business. It is the dead of night. It is 12.41 a.m. on March 31st. Thought I'd squeeze this in because I will most likely be too busy tomorrow in order to do a proper micropod. So very excited to see all the entries in. Let's take a look at some of these call sheets and jump right into, well, I guess the action. So <clears throat> feature presentations, which is what we'll focus mostly on. Uh, sorry, uh, voice is kind of wrecked, shouting over loud bar music to my friends. Big shouts to uh, Nick and Momo and Valencia. Great seeing you all out here in Culver City. Uh, so let's take a look at last week's returning champion first. Michael Volante called brother out. Called a brother out on social media, so you have to go see what this is about. Uh, so he has a Beauty and the Beast headliner stack, Ghost in the Shell headliner stack. He has a four pack, no headliners, of T2 train spotting, uh, squeeze in Slamma Jamma for the obligatory limited release, and Heather Kafka from Song to Song. Looks like a pure punt play at 5,000. <clears> this is interesting. This is not a bad call sheet. Uh, it's going to do pretty well uh, because of the, the Beauty and the Beast uh, headliner stack. If we take a look at our friends over at... Our boy, Ringballs22, uh, very active in the group chat. If you haven't experienced the group chat yet, feel free to go to our Facebook page, which would be uh, facebook.com slash cinemadraft, I believe, and go to the notes section. We have, uh, I believe we have a sticky there with the link to our group chat. For whatever reason, GroupMe doesn't do, uh, doesn't do like specialized URLs or anything, so you just have to. That's probably the best way I can tell you to to find it. Titled Marcus Salmon, <laughs> Marcus Graham's Secret to His Salmon. Of course, an ode or an homage to Boomerang, my favorite movie. Anyways, <clears throat> Ringballs twenty two pointed out that the tracking for Ghost in the Shell has been declining. Uh, I would have estimated it would have been around forty five million per se, uh, but it looks like it is. Uh, dip down to an estimated 28 million. And I do believe a large part of that has to do with the whole cultural appropriation controversy, whatever. Uh, I have not confirmed this or substantiated this, but I did hear from uh, my friend Nick out here in LA that she, that, uh, uh, that she heard <clears throat> that this, uh, the, the character that Charlotte Johansson, Scarlett Johansson was, is portraying is actually a new character, not the actual character in the Ghost in the Shell uh, anime series, whatever. And yet, uh, and so it's not so much like they took a character and whitewashed her per se, but just the fact that the lead in this movie is is an a, I believe a Japanese uh, lead or whatever, and is swapped out for ScarJo, as talented as she is, has got some people upset. 
and it seems like it's depressing the tracking. And also, uh, haven't seen reviews. Let's check what Rotten Tomatoes has has to say. And I'm only spending so much time on this only because I am genuinely curious. I'm going to see this movie regardless. It looks dope as hell. It looks like it could be um, like Matrix Light, Matrixy Light, and uh, and yeah, the critics aren't on board. Forty nine percent. Oh, Boss Baby. Oh, that's sad. Forty three percent. I'm still going to see both those regardless. <laughs> I am critic proof, especially having been one, and especially after movies like Collateral Beauty, which just got panned for no good reason. That was that was a good movie, I believe it. So, anyways, <clears throat> was it? Uh, uh, don't don't believe your lying eyes, whatever. Or anyway, just go out and judge for yourself uh, when it comes to seeing some of these movies. But uh, I am very, I am uniquely curious to see how Ghost in the Shell is going to play because it seems to be a critical part of. Michael Volante's strategy. And once again, congratulations on winning the feature presentation last week, Michael Volante. And thank you for being a, a stout, stalwart uh, podcast supporter. I, I see, we see the tweets. We retweet them. We appreciate it. Keep spreading the word. Let's get some, some more blood up in here so we can raise these prize pools. All right. Who else do we want to take a look at? Well, <clears throat> of course, friend of the pod, fam of the pod. Jay Devlin was on the, the hour long earlier today or earlier this week. And actually he said that when it came around time for theater lock, it totally changed his strategy. So let's take a look at what his strategy was. So looks like he, okay. So looks like he has the headliner stack from boss baby. He has Dan Stevens, the cheaper, the two headliners from beauty and the beast. He's all in on train spotting again. One, two, three, four, He's got a five pack of train spotting, T2 train spotting. He has Michael Pitt, the cheaper of the two headliners from Ghost in the Shell. And then for his limited release uh, actor, he has Will Arnett from the Lego Batman movie. And this seems to be, he's going to get mad at me for saying this, but uh, aside from being all in on train spotting, and, and it did increase its number of screens this week to 140. There you go. I I'm curious to see how this does uh, with with train spotting. I mean, I think I wouldn't say it's like the safest pick per se, but considering he was going a bit stars and scrubsy, because you know you get a Beauty and the Beast and two Boss Babies, and you and between those three actors, you used up almost sixty thousand in your budget. But uh, when it comes to the scrubs part, it seemed like he's betting heavily on train spotting T two train spotting at platform release. We saw what it did last weekend, didn't we? Last weekend, oops, oh, here we go. Last weekend <clears throat> on, was it 59 screens? Okay, there we go. 59 screens. Oh, actually, it, it performed pretty decent, almost 400,000, which would give you, you know, almost four points in this game, maybe six points for a headliner. But we're looking at this all too crucial per screen average, 6,600. That's pretty high. You're going to see on per screen average, it was fourth on the weekend. So he's probably betting that with this uptick in theater count, that it'll keep a similar or a slight dip in the per screen average. So even if it goes up to about, <clears throat> so let's say it's about 5,000 per screen at almost 150. Yeah, kind of bad at math. Basically, you're looking at, is that two, is that 2.5 million? Nah, I can't be right. 
Either way, it's pretty high. Uh, and so he's banking on the expansion of T2 train spotting to get him there. I mean, hell, if it does even a million, you're, you're ahead of the game right there um, at, at 10 points each with one point per 100,000 in platform release. So, all right, we'll, we'll see how that does. Uh, it's putting a lot of eggs in the basket of train spotting. But otherwise, I'd say it's, it's a, it feels kind of safe, almost like a cash lineup if train spotting does perform as we expect. Only, and I only say that because he covers his bases. He gets a headliner from Boss Baby, Beauty and the Beast, and Ghost in the Shell, the three, well, the, the three wide releases uh, this weekend who are going to suck up the lion's share of the box office. So... So this is this looks like you know you know I, I'm not sure, I had a golf analogy in my head but I don't play golf but basically it's like taking the safer instead of you know taking out the driver you're taking out like one of the 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 woods is that right anyways you're playing it safe right down the middle Jay Devlin and to be honest it might be good enough to win you the feature presentation this weekend uh, okay I guess we put off long enough we'll take a look at my call sheet and this actually isn't even the my best call sheet, I would say. And I, I know I've made that excuse in weeks past because I tend to experiment a little bit along the way, find what I kind of like best and kind of stick in the best spot, in the best boy. And we'll be taking a look at that call sheet this week. This one, I think, might have the chops to win. I'm not nearly as confident this week as I have been in previous weeks because it is so wide open. And as I threw down the gauntlet in the group chat, our lovely... Um, you know, Marcus Graham's secret to his salmon <laughs> group chat, group text chat, uh, that uh, if y'all can't win the bounty this week, uh, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, seriously, it is wide open this week. There's so many combinations that can lead to the winning call sheet. I honestly have no idea which way it's going to go. So this is my best. This is one of my best stabs. at. This is, I would say, my second best stab at it. Uh, in the feature presentation. I have a headliner stack of The Boss Baby. I have a four-pack of The Zookeeper's Wife, including the two headliners. I have uh, Daniel Kaluuya as a headliner from Get Out, Lil Rel Howery from Get Out as a regular actor, uh, Carl Argu from Train Spotting, non-headliner, and then Octavia Spencer as a headliner from Hidden Figures. Now, Hidden Figures <clears throat> got bumped down to platform release because it is on only 352 screens. And that actually was more of like a cost thing. I, this isn't so much a Stars and Scrubsy uh, sheet, uh, call sheet. This is more of a it's almost kind of balanced as far as the salaries go. You get a lot of, you know, 9,000s, 10,000s, you know, you get 16,300 and 17,000 for the two headliners and the boss baby. But for the most part, it's, it's fairly, it's, it's a fairly balanced call sheet. But my, what now my strategy was is that I'm fairly convinced the zookeeper's wife is going to do, you know, bonkers for its release type. It's on 474 screens. It's just scratching at the upper echelon, upper limits of platform release. It's got Jessica Chastain, who's, you know, she, she's a movie star now. She She's, and and even better yet, a, a very credible actor. You know, she, I thought she was jobbed when she wasn't nominated for an Oscar for Miss Sloan. It was one of the best performances I've seen at the theater last year. Uh, and also, you know, The Holocaust, a very moving, you know, it seems like it's going to be a, a moving or poignant that was the word I was looking for. A poignant uh, tale in in the Holocaust that 
that uh, offers you know something for everybody. It's got zoo, uh, zookeeper's wife. It's got a zoo. It's got animals. It's got children. It's got uh, well, I guess it's got a definitive bad guy, the Nazis, and it's got a movie star with you know luscious red hair, Jessica Chastain. So I think it's going to do quite well. Uh, I believe Box Office Pro. Actually, Box Office Pro didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, but there is S. I remember seeing estimates somewhere that it might do about two million. Oh, that's right. So my other go-to when I'm looking, when I'm trying to get a, a handle on what as uh, our WBW Chocolate Cardinal uh, Kevin Garnett would say, uh, what the zeitgeist is trying to trying to ride and feel the zeitgeist. I go to hsx.com. And I'll just type it in, Zookeeper. I think we did this on on the hour-long pod during the shot list portion. But basically, I believe the zeitgeist is feeling – oh, it's dropped some. So so basically, they're estimating about a 1.92 million opening, which on 474 screens is just phenomenal. And as you know, one point – per 100,000 at the platform release level. So I'm banking that this sucker is going to give me almost 20 points from each of these two, and then also, I guess, 28 points per headliner. So And, and those kind of points are hard to make up. I mean, so basically we're looking at essentially 100 points between these four actors. Throw in some Boss Baby. If, if Boss Baby does come in at, uh, let's just say, 30 uh, 30 million. So then you're looking at, mm, was that 44 ish? So bad at math, <laughs> but let's just say, you know, a total of 80 more. So then you've got, so you've got 80 between those two. You've got another, well, shoot another hundred between the four zookeepers wives. So now we're at 180, and, and then also get out is also slipped into limited release. It's at 1,840 screens. It's going to be probably the best performer at limited release. So you got that twice. And then, you know, essentially punting with train spotting T2. But if it does as well as Jay Devlin's sheet thinks it will, we'll be in pretty good shape. So that was the thinking behind that call sheet. But like I said, it's not even, I don't even think it's my best strategy of call sheet. I'll bring that up in a little bit. Um, I guess it wouldn't be a podcast. We didn't take a look at Kelly's call sheet. We love Kelly. Kelly is such a strong player in this game. Always very innovative, very much looking forward to seeing what she had to bring this week. And talking about riding the zeitgeist, she tends to be really up on it. So she had, okay, I, I see what you're doing here, Kelly. So she has a Beauty and the Beast headliner stack. She has a Get Out headliner stack. She has... Michael Pitt from Ghost in the Shell. And then it looks like she went with a headliner from the Belko Experiment, which is at platform. Not so sure about that, only because it seems like whatever money there was to be gotten for that movie was made last weekend. But I could be wrong. Uh, let's see real quick what that gross was. Delco, 1.87 million, yeah, about 1,400 per screen. Assume it'll drop some more. Let's just say it goes down to 1,000 per screen, and it's now on, was it 417 screens? 400 and, let's open this up into a new tab. So it looks like Belco, that's a pretty sharp decline, but 
after drawing only 1,400 per screen at, you can't really blame them. 472, oh, that's, that's intriguing at the platform release level. Uh, if you assume another 50% drop, let's see, so 472 screens, states about 1,000 per screen. Okay, 472,000, 4.7-ish points, 5 points. It's not bad. It's not terrible. Uh, but I think we all know that you have to be in the zookeeper's wife business. You absolutely have to, and I think not having that somewhere along the line may cost her unless she really does get the return she's looking for from Ghost in the Shell. The only problem with Get Out, and I thought about this because I got really excited and really I got really Get Out happy when I saw that it dipped just under uh, uh, 2,000 screens into limited release. Now, yes, you do have Get Out pulling at 8.9 million, essentially, on 2,400 screens last weekend. So it's still a very robust 3,578 per screen. Now, let's just say it drops to 3,000 screens to get round numbers and at 1,800. So basically, you're looking oh, why am I so bad at math? Three. <laughs> basically, uh, you're looking at, uh, I think you're looking at somewhere in the, Five million range per se, which is strong. So that basically, and then so if you're looking at one point per five hundred thousand, then essentially you're getting ten to twelve points. If you're doing headliners, then yeah, you're probably going to get about eighteen points. I think sounds about right. Eighteen, nineteen points each. So it's not a bad play. It's it's not. Uh, it's definitely probably going to be the the best performer in limited release you know for sure but with this money you spent well no the money is fine that's actually actually that's really solid value I, I i like that i like that play that's really solid value i'm just thinking i, I think we're gonna see a call sheet win this week that has either only one beauty and the beast or none beating the beast because just because that salary is just so high, it's pro it's prohibiting some other plays you might want to make like with the zookeeper's wife. Because for example, so the, even if this, so basically it takes what two zookeepers to match one beating the beast, maybe. But in that same, but in that same uh, standpoint, not, even though you've taken up two spots, uh, you take it take it two for the price of of for the points of what would be one, you're not punting any of these categories. Sorry, any of these slots. Each slot is going to be very crucial this week because, I mean, while there may not be like a cohesive general strategy, like there was that one week where we had, I think, a three-way tie for second because what, there seemed to be a quote-unquote obvious strategy, which <laughs> ring balls, I believe, totally surpassed and leaped over uh, to, for, for the first place victory in a future presentation. Uh, I, I mean, each slot's going to be so valuable this week only because it can go in so many different directions as far as the scoring that, that if you're spending, if you're paying up for an actor in one of these movies, you might be, as the saying goes, blocking your blessings, uh, from getting value somewhere else. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but each slot is going to be very crucial this week. Definitely curious to see how this turns out. And since we do tend to to coalesce around some of our, you know, our more vocal favorite players or people who've been on the podcast or just, you know, people who tend to perform strongly, 
at the top. Let's spread the love a little bit and let's take on a newcomer this week and just kind of take a look at their call sheet and see what they can do different. So Mimi is a dear personal friend of mine, known her for gosh, about 20 years now or something. And she, and so this is our first time in the game. We did it at a very crowded bar, <laughs> uh, very, very crowded bar, uh, loud, noisy, and she's just getting a feel of the game. So, you know, we'll, we'll take some of her picks with a grain of salt. But and she and so this, and this is her first week in the game, so we definitely want her to come back. And so she has a call sheet with a little sparse on headliners. I'd like to see a few more headliners. She left 18000 on the table. So as we mentioned before on, on a very, very early podcast, that you try to want to maximize your budget if and when you can. There's, it seems to be recently like there hasn't been too many opportunities where leaving money on the table is an optimal strategy. You definitely, I personally try to keep a rule of thumb of I want to get within 5,000 of my of my budget. So if the budget's 100,000, I want to leave, you know, no more than 5,000, you know, you know, or 6,000 behind because it's just, it's just being wasteful. Waste not, want not. Uh, she went with Elizabeth Banks, the headliner in Power Rangers. She did Elise Neal from Logan, non-headliner, headliner, Scarlett Johansson, Ghost in the Shell, Val Kilmer, Song to Song, Daniel Kaluuya, headliner from Get Out, Mahershala Ali, and Jim Parsons, both from Hidden Figures, non-headliners, Rosario Dawson. Actually, I just want to click on this picture, see what picture they have for Rosario. Ah, be still my beating heart. Love you, Rosario. Yeah, she packs in the points too. Also, can be seen now <laughs> for those who bother to see uh, in Iron Fist, which I am struggling through. I think I'm in episode nine. It's this hashtag the struggle is real. Uh, uh, Woody Harrelson, headliner from Wilson, and then Ding Guanson from The Devotion of Suspect X. Now, as this is her first week in the game, Mimi. Doesn't know. I mean, doesn't know some of our guidelines. Some of the guidelines we like to to run by. Although the 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 three F, the foreign focused film, tends to be a crowd favorite. Still, the Devotion of Suspect X is only on forty five screens. Haven't heard much about it. And in a plat and in a platform release category, I mean, you've got heavy hitters like you know, like with with the money left over, she could have easily slid in two headliners from the zookeeper's wife and kept it moving. So, so you want to look for, so you want to try to get more headliners in because you do get that 40% bonus on points. Uh, Wilson was okay. I think it expanded. I think it expanded by one. So it was 310 screens last week, 311 this week. So you want to, so, you know, you have some headliners, which is good. You want to get more headliners in if you can. You want to spend up that money. And then also... You and also, I mean, Power Rangers isn't too bad. I don't think it's going to do what you want it to do, especially at that salary. But basically, the name of the game here, Nimi, is value, points per dollar spent. You need to make sure that that the the salary you spend will get you, you know, the points you want. So you're always trying to find out where, you know, where you can get, you know, something. I won't say something for nothing, but you want to get more money, you know, more bang for your buck. All right. So be cognizant of that as you come back next week because I know you will love playing this game, getting the updates with us and all that good stuff. Okay. And yes, and I guess, you know, and big shouts also to, to my people, James Lear, Gamble24x7, Ringballs. Uh, you know what? It will, we'll, we'll 
check out Ring Ball's call sheet real quick because I know we'll be hearing about it in the group chat. <laughs> okay, now we're talking. Here we go. So Dan Stevens, uh, Beauty and the Beast, headliner. Steve Buscemi, headliner from Boss Baby. Uh, this is a very headliner-heavy call sheet. I like it. He's actually got eight of the ten actors as headliners. He's got a four-pack of the Zookeeper's Wife, including the headliner stack of Daniel Brühl. Brühl? Brühl? German, I can't, I don't know. Daniel Brühl, Jessica Chastain. Also, he's got a headliner stack from Train Spotting. Good. Octavia Spencer from The Shack. Looks like that was, that was, it wasn't really a punt, but it was a, that was, it's an interesting call there. Only because I, I it kind of slipped, slipped my radar, to be honest with you, The Shack. So The Shack did three point, basically 3.9 million last weekend. And this weekend, it slipped into 1,430 screens. Okay. All right. So I see what's going on here. So, so if it could pull off even 3 million, that'd be about six points or I guess eight points uh, with the headliner bonus. Hmm. It's not a bad play. I'm trying to think where else I would have gone for my limited release. Well, with the money I'd left, that's actually probably the best you know use of his funds. And he totally punted the pl- Well, actually, well, maybe he didn't punt. I don't know. It, it feels punty at 5,100 for the devotion of suspect X's Zhang Lu Yi. Uh, but uh, we'll see how that does. You never know. Sometimes I'm very wary of a 3F film, uh, a foreign-focused film, uh, with under, say, I don't know, 50 screens. I just don't know how it's going to perform. I, I think it was last week, Filari, the Indian film, a.k.a. the Indian film, uh, of last week was only on 74 screens, and that kind of struggled to, was it 180,000? It, it, or that was two weekends ago, I believe. It didn't really do what you wanted to do. So... Just be careful with that one right there. But this is a very solid call sheet, and it mimics uh, a lot of the strategy that I had going into this weekend. And the last call sheet we'll go over is one of my own, which is – and also a big shout-out to Shanna, representing holding down the Rainier Valley (laughs) knitting circle with the Draft Mom. Uh, Draft Mom has been absent the last couple weeks. She has been traveling to my aunt's birthday. Happy birthday, Aunt Pearl. You will never hear this, but – Love you and thinking of you nonetheless. Maybe your sister will relay it to you. Uh, so yeah, so this is my so this is my strategy. I went ham on the zookeeper's wife. One, two, three, four, five. I have a six pack of the zookeeper's wife. Yeah. So if we assume twenty eight points each, fifty six points for these two, and then another, I guess essentially eighty. For 136 between these six and a Beauty and the Beast headliner. Uh, so then I'm getting another, like, essentially 65 points. So now we're up to 210, 220. Bad at math once again. Plus a headliner from Get Out. So now that's another 10 points. 190, T2 train spotting. Yeah. You know, it was, it was more of like a, a salary play right there. And then also Taraji, uh, P. Henson, Hidden Figures, platform release. We might be able to squeak out another, you know, 
four to six points out of that. So that, this is this is feeling like a, a two twenty call sheet, and I don't know. I'm not calling my shot. I am not as confident with this as I was uh, two weeks ago when I basically called my shot like Babe Ruth and knocked that sucker over the fence. But I think this call sheet's in the mix. This is my fifty dollar best boy call sheet. Feel free to check it out. Um, see how you stack up, measure up. It's wide open this week, folks. It really is. It's anyone's uh, weekend, so make sure you represent. Make sure you know. Well, I guess there's nothing you really can do. <laughs> it's out of your hands right now. But uh, definitely, you know, uh, track the box office results. Stay a buzz. Check the cinema scores. Check Rotten Tomatoes. See what people are saying. See what people are talking about. This is this is a uh, this is really fun stuff, y'all. And I uh, appreciate it. I'm out here on business, on work for Cinema Draft. On behalf of Cinema Draft, uh, your guys' interest definitely keeps me going, which is why I'm wrapping this up around 1 o'clock at night. And very interested to see what you guys come up with. For our newcomers, uh, we do have tutorials and such. The Cinema Draft Quick Start Guide uh, is here. We'll get you in the game in two minutes or fewer. Is that right? Two minutes or less? Two minutes or fewer? Got a freaking English degree, and I have no idea if, what that rule is. I'll have to look that up. Uh, this is a tutorial playlist, you know, how to play Cinema Draft, the long version, how to make a call sheet, how to cash out, how to get help, how to keep score, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, definitely enhance your sweat. Join us uh, at the Cinema Draft. Let me, see if, let me see if I even have it up. Join us on the Cinema Draft. Uh... Up, oh, group chat is not up there. Nope, it's not up there. Okay. So, anyways, join us on the Cinema Draft group chat and all that good stuff. Um, we'll be here for your uh, in, for your pleasure. Check it out. Um, tell everyone, tell your friends, CinemaDraft.co. That is CinemaDraft.co to sign up for the free beta. Uh, also subscribe where you get your podcasts at. Uh, if you're listening via podcast, we appreciate you. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And looking forward to seeing those call sheets, everybody. And, of course, this weekend, go see a movie or something.